0: This show was made at Access Radio Taranaki with help from New Zealand on air. To find more local content, go to www.accessradiotaranaki.com. taku ingua, ko Brittany taku our mission here at the Talking Taiau podcast is to inspire and support people, businesses, and communities to value the environment and act to prioritise sustainability. We would like to highlight our region's efforts in acting as guardians of the land, Taranaki Tiaki Tayao,
1: while weaving Te Reo Māori and Mātauranga within our conversations to help our wider community learn through a positive, educational, and uplifting lens.
0: Kia ora. We are very excited to welcome Tiri Porter to our Talking Tao podcast. And we also have Bernie Edwards. Welcome, Bernie. Tiddy
2: Tai, kaitai. Kia ora.
0: Bernie and I were co-hosts together on Teranaki Time Bank, mm. so I'm really excited to have him in the studio as well. Yeah. And um, just to give you a little bit of background information about our guest, um, Tiri started working for Sustainable Teranaki three years ago. She did a three-year term as a trustee. And at the time, it was the Taranaki Environmental Education Trust, which is now Sustainable Taranaki. She imparted her policy and governance knowledge to help build the foundation for the organization today. She was also my first manager when I took the role as a communications contractor back in 2016. Um, So I'm very excited to have you here today. Thank you for coming from Waiteda to join us. Um, Since moving on from this role in 2016, she has embarked on a long list of administrative and governance roles. I don't actually know how she fits it all in. Um, she's supported many local community organizations in Teranaki, and um, she has a real focus on the Waitara region. So we're going to talk about that today. Um, and um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what your current roles are. Welcome, Teddy. Kia ora,
1: Brittany, and kia ora, Bernie. Tēnā uh, hi he, he, he honere, he karoria, he rongo ki te whenua, he pai ki ngā tangata katoa um he, uh, no mama um, inoho ki Waitara. so i i live in Waitara now my mum and dad mum hails from taranaki and my dad is from up up north and so um, i've made my home here in Waitara in taranaki and trying to connect with the community and seeing how I can give back, so I'm really enjoying it. And my time with the Taranaki Environmental Education Trust was at a time that it was seeking transition from the old days of the Conservation Corps and then moving into the new new future for sustainable Taranaki. So it was really exciting being part of that tr- transition and to see where sustainable Taranaki has set itself now is above and beyond what, what we, we had, pl- had planned those years ago. So that's really impressive.
0: Thanks, Titi. Um, so, before we crack into the questions, um, I just want to know what you're currently doing. So, the Waitara Food Bank Patakakai, um, you're offering administrative support, and maybe you can help me with the pronunciation: Toko Fato Tu Moana Trust. Goodbye. Yes. And you're the secretary of the Manakorihi Pa Reserve. Is yep. that right? Um, so, and you're also the co-chair wise charitable trust Correct. so yes yeah, so if you're not getting the picture she's doing quite a bit um and i really want to share what you're doing and also inspire other people to do what you're doing because a lot of it is voluntary isn't it that um is. and it's a way to make change from the background in yeah. the inside i um, mean it's it's really needed at the moment where we're going so um bernie would you mind helping me out with some of these questions sure. for titty um
2: can you tell us a recent highlight of your work? Yep,
1: so for the Pātaka Kai, a recent highlight has been that we've been able to contract a manager mm. to oversee the day-to-day operations, whereas before it was all voluntary. Yes, so course. thankful to funding to make that mm. a reality and so that us as trustees don't need to do that anymore. And also another highlight for the Food Bank is mm-hmm. um, securing the services of Ponami Skelton, nice. who's helping us to develop a food security plan for the North Taranaki region. Right. Oh, that's so awesome, that's yeah. exciting. Yeah.
2: Wow, well done. Um, what are the ways people in the community, in the Harpuri can get involved using their work experience? How can they contribute?
1: Well, I think um, if they think about the community that they're in mm-hmm. and what skills they've got to offer and also that their time um, to the commitment to the kaupapa. So for example, um, operating at the Marae, um, mm-hmm. it's more about an opportunity to engage with the tikanga, with the reo, Um, and with the way that the Mirai operates on a voluntary basis too. Mm -hmm. So they might be looking for somebody um, who's got expertise in gardening or um, interior design Mm -hmm. or cleaning or cooking, anything really. If you you see an event coming up or there's something happening up there, you're, Mm -hmm. you're more than welcome to go up and offer your... Skills and expertise, and what nice. you want to do. Nice.
2: Mm. Are there um, any upcoming events people should know
1: about? Upcoming events. Um,
2: for the spring and summer season, annual food drive.
1: Yep. So for the food bank, we've got the food drive coming up in late November, mm-hmm. early December. Um, for the marae they're going oh, all way marae We're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're going into um, a close. Close, mini close down period yes. with the um, renovations to the wharikai mm-hmm. and so it's going to be on a, on a low key kind of basis but there's still day to day stuff that right. need to get done so people are more than welcome to come along or if they've got an idea like um, a group of rangatahi out in Waitara, they wanted to be part of the marae in some shape or form and the marae needed some people to paint the ring road Right. With white paint, um, so they they came over during their school time and did it. <laughs> nice. so it, it, it met our need and it met their need as well. Oh. Yeah.
0: Kapi. Well, they say we've we've previously done a behavioural change project. Alexandra Vernal, who's on she's on maternity leave at the moment, but she did a great job with discovering what makes people learn the best over the years and how we retain that knowledge. And I, it's pretty obvious. I mean, can you guess? what it is, like wh- how people learn the best. I mean, how did you learn the best? It
2: hands on. Yeah. Hands
0: mm-hmm. on. And Can I state it? intergenerational. So when you talk about uh-huh. the young people coming out to the marae and to the community, um, those people, that's retained knowledge forever. Like they'll always remember that. Um, when you're working in the garden with your children, mm-hmm. they'll remember pulling the carrots out. And so I think with the community work, it's about getting all generations together because we've got one end of the spectrum that has so much retained knowledge and the other end of the spectrum that's just a sponge wanting to learn more. Um, and I see Teddy as a person who's helping to build up the organizations that are doing this, and you're helping to provide that support. I mean, administration is really important for every single organization. We need people who are onto it, you know, to keep it together and keep driving it forward put all the pieces together.
1: Yeah, I remember um, in a community forum a couple of years ago where they were saying some people were struggling to get volunteers mm. to stay retained in the organisations, and I struggled with that because we see it at the marae, it's intergenerational, so it's not something that we put up a hand and go, oh, yeah, we'll do it or not do it. It's just something you've got to do <laughs> at some point in your life because your mum did it, your nan did it, your uh, your uncle, your koro. <laughs> so you, you're, you're right, carrying on that generational giving
0: back and you know it sometimes it's not always like the first thing we want to do but if you make it fun for people i think you start to look forward to it and i noticed with my own son just from my experience with the marfell community garden he's excited to go down to the garden because we found a skink down there (laughs) so there's something that's drawing him and he's excited and then you build upon that and um you find out what everybody's little niche is um, so obviously your niche is putting things together and you know helping the organisation to stand up on its legs because obviously you did that for Sustainable Taranaki about say, almost six years, seven, eight years ago now. Yep. and it was th-
1: an interesting transition time because we had to up-improve up the... It was like strengthening the foundations of the Trust but from the background to enable the people to do the work on the ground.
0: Exactly, we're the puppets we're doing all this, all this stuff it's been good though and it's we've grown our team I think there's Marsha you've just done a few of our team members on our website page and um, Marsha's our intern everybody and she's helping us tremendously um, she's from WIT and um, we've got I think 13 team members now. That's amazing. I think I was the first, I was the only person working for the trust at the time. And
1: we didn't even have a manager back in those days. (laughs) No,
0: she came on board a little bit later. Yes, and
1: we got a good team of trustees who did that recruitment process because the trustees were managing the trust as well and we knew that's not sustainable.
0: And now you're doing that for other organizations like the Waitara Food Bank and like you said, Amy is it? She's yep. in charge now. She's the manager, so she's going to grow that food security. She's going to work with Punamu. So I think we'll take a little song break. Teddy's going to introduce a song for us. Oh, <laughs> um,
1: let's introduce David Grace and in Injustice, and he sings about always coming back to Taranaki.
2: Penakoto, no my mai, hoki mai. Welcome back. Uh, we have Brittany and today in the studio this morning. Um, Teddy, do you mind talking more on the toka uh, te kohatū te moana trust, please?
1: Yeah, so my role there is to provide administration support for te kohatū te moana trust, mm-hmm. which is the trust that was set up under the New Plymouth District Council Waitera Lands Bill Lands Act, um, and so that consists, the trust consists of Ōteraua and Manukuri Hapu, and so what that Act did mm-hmm. was allow the leases in Waitara to be sold. And so the proceeds of those leases get separated into three groups. One is to the Hapu, one is to the Regional Council, and one is to the New Plymouth District Council. So Tikul Fatu Tu Moana Trust oversees the interests of Manukura here in Aotearoa Hapu, and those funds, and also co-manages the reserves and parks in water. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So I th- I don't think many people know of that trust. So it's nice to highlight um, its existence and what its purpose is in the area. Um, and we also want to focus on Wise Charitable Trust and your involvement there. That's a very a pivotal organization for our region. They've done a lot. Um, there was recently the Pajama Drive, yes. um, which provided warm pajamas for children all around our region to help them get through winter. 1,400 pajamas. Whoa! Yep. You well exceeded the goal, eh? Yes,
1: they did. The team did. They did a great job and, and they've just started a drive for blankets now.
0: I saw that. Yeah. Okay, so blanket drive. And these are all ways to really help direct, like directly, physically help people in the community. I know my son got a pair of pyjamas. He was pretty stoked. It yeah. was awesome because um, I know Marfell School received. Um, so that's great to just see the fruition of everyone's efforts and coming together as a community to support each other and the children is really important to me.
1: Yeah, we, and we, did, we do those initiatives to demonstrate our charitable activities in the community. So not only employing people, and not only doing home insulation but actually demonstrating we're branching out into different areas in our community on the charitable place like PJs, schools, gardens, food, heating, anything to keep people warm in their houses, that's something we're interested in doing.
0: And that's so important for health and for well being of our Tamariki and the Fono and it's just um, it's really cool to see organizations like that thriving as well. Um, so for those who are listening and don't know, Wise Charitable Trust um, also manages the Junction Reuse Shop, which is on Colson Road, and is becoming more and more utilised, kind of like a department store. If you need something, go to the Junction Reuse Shop because it's there and it's a lot cheaper than buying it new. Um, or you might just find it there and nowhere else because it's it's really quite cool to see what they're doing down there. Um and their team. Um, They also partner with Sustainable Taraneke, who offer the educational component of the Junction Space. So we do the tours um, and um, Aaron's in charge of that. And we've got Elvisa, who's a zero waste educator, and Isabella, who's doing a lot in that space to bring to life what happens to our recycling every day. Um, So you can see it pretty clearly through the big window. yeah, it's a, it's pretty overwhelming, actually, to see how much recycling comes in. Who are we about to say to right That's on Colson Road off of, um, it's in Glenavon. It's mm. off of the main road going out towards Waitara, Bell Block. Okay. You know. And, mm. yeah, I think it needs to be frequented more. It's a really important space for our community, and... Um, the better we are at recycling and the more aware we are of Mm -hmm. issues, then we can address them as a community. Everyone can find an idea. Yeah, Um, and
1: um, Paul, the general manager at Wise Charitable Trust, he said they had a successful weekend for e-waste. That's right. It was half price, so cars were banked right up down the driveway.
0: Oh um, whoa! Because everybody's got e-waste. I've yeah. got a whole box of it in my attic. I shouldn't say that, but I do. I think most people do. But at this point, with old modems and it's just so easy to accumulate stuff. And so they took everything half price. I half price? Half price? Yep. Yeah. And they, from going from now on, they are going to be accepting these materials that normally we wouldn't know what to do with, or we'd have to ship them over in a shipping container. Yep, yeah,
1: that's right.
0: Um, At the Waste side, they take them. You'd have to pay to get rid of them, Um, like printers and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, so they're doing a lot of great things. There's also a refillery there, too. Um, So if you want to refill your cleaning products or soaps, um, shampoos, I think, too. I'm not sure, but there's lots of things. And there's also the the wall, which is taking things like toothpaste and um, pens and, like, all these little bits and bobs that we don't know what to do with there's a place to put them, Gillette razors, and milk you can, tops. milk bottle tops, and even the wine caps. They're connecting the, uh, collecting them for kidney kids. So there's lots going on, and I think if you just go to the space to support them, um, you'll find that you'll keep learning and learning more. Um, so yeah, Teddy's been part of that for, that's one of your longest standing positions, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And um,
1: how that came about is I was just finishing up with Taranaki Environmental Education Trust. And going over to Wise. That's right. And so when they put the council put their tender out to go for it, it was it's really exciting to see both trusts have put the tender in.
0: And we both are partnering together to yeah. do it, and the and it's grown like it's really taking off. Every tour that we put up, it goes out quickly like it thirty people, boom, next tour. You know, so and we're trying to engage more businesses now, um, get businesses out there where there's a zero waste business event. Um, to help businesses put together greener events, you know, because it's common that they meet all the time and why not make it really sustainable? Um, so, yeah, that's the next step. And, of course, the kids and bringing the young people out to see what's going on. Um, and there's heaps of workshops. There's a the Sashiko workshop. They're learning how to mend jeans. So like when you get a hole in your jeans, there's a neat way to mend them together. And um, they did, like, a basket weaving one out of old poster board as well. So there's heaps going on, um, and um, yeah, we're we're just excited to be sharing all of this with the community because you go under the radar, like hard out, go under the radar. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm really honoured that you've asked me to come today. You know, um, I like to work in the background to enable others to come forward and and see things come to fruition like sustainable taranaki. So. Always exciting to see the outcomes.
0: So, our last question, maybe Bernie can do the honours um, for for Tiddy.
2: Oh yeah, of course. Um, what is your vision of Taranaki in the next five years, Teddy?
1: Yep. So I've got two children. One daughter is turning 20, twenty-one next month, so she'll be twenty-six, and my youngest daughter is six, so she'll be eleven. So my vision for the next five years is that my youngest daughter will be almost finished primary school, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And um, I'd really like to see our community really sustainable in different shapes and forms and community groups that I'm working with to work towards that sustainability um, and that we remain connected with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, like Brittany, how we first met and now we're back again and Bernie too Mm -hmm. with being a kaioko, Keep connected, keep us connected, because that's what keeps us informed and up to date as to what everyone is doing in our community. And then my last one is really um, to encourage people to learn about the history of Taranaki, Mm -hmm. and that's coming through our schools next year. And um, I think our community of Waitara are more open to Mm -hmm. educating people that want to learn and to open our spaces. Willing to stretch their minds and capabilities. Yeah, open minds. You've got a lot of history, uh, history out in uh, Waitarema. Yep, definitely. And we always have that annual Te Riri, riri Mitiraukura yes. in March. Mm-hmm. So that's an invitation for the community to come out and visit the land sites and hear from the people themselves, the that's history. Okay. And you also get a feed. <laughs> and a kai.
0: Well, of course, that's <laughs> the best part, I. Eh? Mm. Oh, well, thank you, Teddy. That was a beautiful answer to that question. Mm. It's inspiring for me as well to hear from you and to see the work you're doing and for other people and you know, myself to see you can fit a lot in a short space of time. Yeah. You can do a lot. You can do so much and um, the benefits will be like a wave. They keep going and going. So just to wrap up our show, thank you for everyone who's listening to Talking Tire, whether it's on the radio waves or a podcast. Um, we do have sustainable sponsors who make this show possible, and their local businesses going above and beyond in their industry to make changes that are for the environment in our natural world. Um, so I'd like to showcase La Nuova Dry Cleaning Services, which I recently found out service is one of the Marais that Teddy's part of, is it yes. OY Marais? Yes,
1: OY Marais, they do our laundry and they do a great service.
0: So there you go, that's a good plug right there. And um, we just wanted to highlight the fact that they're minimising their carbon footprint um, and they've switched from the common dry cleaning solvent to a K4, which is relatively new and eco-friendly. Um, so yeah, so they're making steps to lower that um, impact. From that end and they also have an electric van which you might see driving around town and the electric vehicle has saved them five to six thousand dollars annually on fuel costs probably more now given the fuel prices so if you're interested in switching to electric vehicles you can talk to brad there he's the expert and also um You know, have a read, look into electric vehicles. That might be the next step for a lot of us. Um, Maybe not the final solution, but the next step. Mm. Um, And there's local companies already embracing that for the last couple of years. It's also a family-owned business established in Hawara in 1959, which I didn't know. And um, we just want to give a huge thank you to them for their support of our Talking Tower podcast. And thank you again to Bernie and Titty for joining me today. Hmm. This show is created and made possible by Sustainable Tetanaki. Sustainable Tetanaki is a charitable trust that was started in 1992 in Inglewood by a group of progressive environmentalists. It now has grown and expanded its reach, but keeps the same vision of prioritizing our environment and educating the community. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM thanks to New Zealand On Air.